Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Cousinate the Third, And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, about the MTV show, The Hills. Today we're discussing <laughs> Season 3, Episode 14, Forgive and Forget. Amen. You look like you're holding your phone like you got a hot tip. Well, not a hot tip, but just in some um, some house cleaning stuff. I looked up uh, the band from last <laughs> week, The Ruse. Oh, nice. On Wikipedia. Um, and they actually are still a band. Um, it's okay. The, they're a four-piece indie rock band based in L.A. They originally started in New York in 2004 and relocated to California in 2005. Um, and their song, Beautiful Is Gone iTunes selected to be the single of the week in June 2009, and the group's album Midnight in the City reached number 21 on the Billboard Heat Seekers chart as a result. Oh, hey. Now, I'll have to look up Beautiful Is Gone at some point and listen to it and see if I recognize it. Yeah. Um, and then this is where I was a little surprised because I would have thought they'd be doing nothing currently, but um, in 2013, Muse uh, had Ruse open for them in their Mexico shows, and then in September 2015, so fairly recently... Um, they opened for Muse in Bangkok, Singapore, Singapore, Hong Kong, and South Korea. Oh, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, Muse it is a big is deal. Huge. It is a big deal. So. Muse and Ruse. Muse and Ruse. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's right. my only like house cleaning. Big deal. Um, well, I have one thing I forgot to mention last week, and that was that Heidi recently celebrated a birthday. I believe her birthday is September 15th. Yes, she's Snapchatting it like a mofo. Yeah. And she and Spencer went to Cabo. Is that right? I think they went to Mexico. For the oh, weekend. I didn't see that, but there was just a lot of like birthday cake Snapchat shit. Right. And Spencer wore a hat that looks much like the Make America Great Again hat. Oh, he's had that hat for a while. But it said, Make Spidey Famous Again. Yeah. Someone sent it to me a couple months ago, and I've been desperately trying to find where I can buy it, and you can't. Like, he's an idiot. He should market them. I would buy one. Yeah. Make Spidey Not Poor Again would be more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then the other thing I looked up after well, last week... Spidey Famous Again. Yeah. I okay. Mean, that that was the joke, is that he oh, I'm sorry. a few I'm, hats. I've had a long day. I thought you said... I thought you had said Make Spidey Great Again. No, I said Not Poor Again. No, no, the first time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Holy hell. This is what happens when we record on a Monday. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the other thing I looked up really quick... I looked up what is in a naughty schoolgirl. Oh, and what is in a naughty schoolgirl? A lollipop, I know for sure. Equal parts. <laughs> Mango rum. Uh-huh. Watermelon twist vodka. Oh, God. And pineapple juice. Oh. Hers was bright red, though. This seemed... This well, what if the ones on the table was green? Oh. So I think that there were different versions, like maybe all their drinks have lollipops in them. I don't know, but that sounds disgusting. This is this is according to drinksmixer.com and verified on another weird drinks website I've never heard of, but... Yeah, yeah maybe hers was a variation of, but yeah, um, one of the ones at the table was like a lime green in color. Yeah, it definitely says mango rum, watermelon vodka, pineapple juice. Disgusting. Yeah. There you have it. Is it I, they must call it that because only a 13-year-old would want to drink it. <laughs> True story. True story. Um, so then we have the the recap, you know, kind of what's happening this episode. And, you know, Lauren says that she had had some distance from Heidi because of her, you know, the rumors, etc. I think distance from Heidi is putting it politely. Yeah, I'd say that's mild. Yeah. Um, so then she drops a little bomb about what's to come in this episode. But because Heidi worked for the biggest event firm in town and I worked at Teen Vogue and this cracked me up. 
Every invitation. <laughs> I can't even say it that loud. Every invitation was a possible confrontation. Yes, that was one of my favorites. Every party invitation is a possible confrontation. Yeah. Amaze. Um, the other thing about the... That's true for everyone, by the way, Lauren. You're not special. <laughs> my other thing about the um, scenes from the last... Um, did we know Audrina got a promotion? promotion? No. No. She says it about 15 times in this episode. But... Yeah, but it, it was like, an Audrina got a promotion. I'm like, that didn't happen yet. No, it just didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Wait, Vey. Um... Oh, so then we're at Team Vogue. We dive in. We're at we're, Team yeah, Vogue. Yeah, we're right at Team Vogue. <laughs> I didn't understand what my note said. <laughs> and this is where I was a little shocked and almost fell off the couch, is that Whitney says that there... Was it Whitney or Lauren that was talking at the party? So Lisa Love invites them to go to an event and, quote, cover it for Team Vogue, end quote. And I don't know what that means because they go to the event with nothing. Yeah. Like not a pad, a so pen, nothing. I have a bone to pick about it later. And it's Norman Lear's Get Out the Vote event. And I wrote, whoever thought Norman Lear would be mentioned on the hills? Yeah. <laughs> no one. And do they even know who Norman Lear is? Because I don't think they do. I'm sure they don't. Yeah. Yeah. So then Lauren and Whitney go back to the closet and they're looking up the event, which is called Declare Yourself, which I think I remember seeing ads for it. Yeah, it's like, like a get out and vote thing. Well, it was MTV and Teen Vogue, I think. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, makes sense. Um, and they're going through the VIP guest list, which I'm sure all those people didn't show up, but maybe they're kind of, they're donors or they volunteered to put their name on it or whatever. And Whitney says, oh, look, Brent Bolthouse is on the advisory board. Interesting. Yep. With a hard K. <laughs> yep. Do you think Heidi will be there? And Lauren says she doesn't know. And Whitney says, well, we'll just handle it accordingly. Um, and oddly enough, normally I would think it was safe to assume that Heidi would not be there because Heidi doesn't work or go out. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. So I'm wondering if they sort of knew they were getting set up from the get-go. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course they knew. Because I feel like Lauren would have just refused to go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then we go to Bolt House. One thing I loved in this whole episode is that it's Lauren and Whitney versus Heidi and Kimberly. They're really trying to make Kimberly happen, as you would really, say. Really, really hard. And everything that Lauren and Whitney talk about, then Heidi and Kimberly talk about. Yeah. It happens several times. So this is where Heidi gets a spare ticket to the Declare Yourself event and invites Kimberly in the kitchen at Bolt House. Um, and let's just be very clear here, Kimberly, you will never be Whitney. No. Ever. Not. They're trying no. to make her like the Whitney of Bolt House. Like, it's just not happening. No. And, um. Although her hair did look awesome. Who? Heidi? Kimberly. Heidi is a fierce Farrah Fawcett happening today. See, I didn't like hers as much this time. It was okay. too curled. It was overly curled. My note says, hey, Nancy Reagan. So she's got a fierce 70s do. And I realize that all of us ladies, you know, especially in an office building, if it's cold, some of us just keep kind of like a less flattering cardigan on the back of our chair in case of emergency, that kind of thing. And I realize some girls love a preppy nautical print. Heidi's cardigan, however, it's not so much the fact that it has a giant anchor on the front and then an even bigger anchor on the back. It's that weird kind of old lady textured cardigan. It almost... I don't, I want to call it like boucle. Is that what it's called? Oh, I don't know. Like boucle will. I don't, it just looks like something a grandmother would wear. It's also periwinkle. 
I um I, I don't think it was her back of the sweater I'm cold uh, sweater I back of the chair I'm cold sweater I think it was part of her outfit. I mean yeah. I mean it's terrible. It it was awful. I I don't know. It was it was gross. The that was also to be fair that was my husband's grandmother's favorite color so I think now I associate periwinkle with like this sweet old lady oh. but. Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't bothered by the color, but it just, it was very, like, frumpy. Yeah, it definitely was a little old. Um, so then, of course, Heidi and Kimberly are going to this event together. Yes, everyone's going to declare themselves. Yep. Um, and then we go to, like, a cutaway montage for the party, and my favorite is that they were playing full-on disco music, and I hope that was in honor of Norman Lear. Yeah, for real. Um... So then we see Whitney and Lauren walk into the party Mm -hmm. and they say, you know, this will be so nice because we don't have to work and we can just enjoy ourselves. No, that's what Heidi and Kimberly said. They both say it. Oh, they literally mirrored each other. It was really, (laughs) really odd. So Whitney basically says, I'm excited to kick back and we can enjoy ourselves. And Lauren says, I know. I don't understand what cover it for Teen Vogue means then. I don't know. And I'm guessing they were just on the guest list. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So then we see Heidi and Kimberly worked in. And Heidi says, this is the first event we haven't worked in such a long time. Um, She also says, and this is my favorite, that the event looks amazing. Well, all you've seen is a brick wall with a picture superimposed on it. And the superimposed picture has the name of the party. And I noticed it was sponsored by Cricket Wireless. Yes, I saw that too. How glamorous could it be? Yeah. No, it wasn't. Oy vey. Um, Lauren is drinking a martini, Mm -hmm. I noticed. And... I'm not sure why that was noteworthy. But then Whitney asks Lauren where Audrina is. I think they were all invited. And then Lauren says, well, Lisa only gave us two tickets and she's on a date with Justin Bobby. Yeah. So I feel like Teen Vogue had nothing to do with it. No, I'm sure because it's it's just like rock the vote. I'm sure that this is Norman Lear and yeah. MTV with a get out and vote young people thing. Like MTV always does some kind of vote thing. And of course, all of the stars from the MTV shows were would be invited. Like it's mm-hmm. and BVIPs. It's dumb. And I think Whitney was actually, and I might be wrong about this, but I feel like Whitney was more of a standout star from the hills than Audrina was. Uh... I don't know. Did Lauren spend more time with Whitney off camera than Audrina? Well, of course, because she and Audrina weren't friends at all. I'm just, I'd be curious to go back and look because I feel like on the show, Lauren is actually doing more things with Whitney than anybody else at this point. Oh, for sure. But under the guise of work. Right, right. But I wonder if Whitney suddenly became a bigger draw because of it. Maybe. I don't know. It's possible. Just a theory. So then we're on a date with Justin Bobby. Uh, yeah, and I want to... <laughs> I just got tired saying that. And I want to um, open up the floor to all of our... Well, all of our 50 listeners. Yeah, um, <laughs> all of you loyal All listeners. you loyal listeners. Um, is Does anyone out there know stuff about motorcycles? Because I want to know, Justin Bobby's hog has those like giant handlebars, like the ones where your hands have to be above your head mm-hmm. to hold on to them. Now, that... I mean, I've been on a couple motorcycles in my life, never driving, but riding. Um... That seems like it would be really uncomfortable and like your arms would get tired. I don't know. Like if your arm has to be up over your head the whole time, like that sounds exhausting. Doesn't one of the guys in Easy Rider have that? Yes. Yeah. And that's why he's doing it. But like, 
I don't think that would be comfortable, especially for long rides. So if anyone out there rides motorcycles or knows about them, could you please fill me in as to whether or not it's comfortable to have those giant handlebars? Yeah. I would greatly appreciate it. Just get to me at at Nana's Mink. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> and feel free to come pick Frank up anytime he's ready to go. Yeah, I do love a, a, to ride on a hog. <laughs> so Audrina and Justin are again wearing their matching leather motorcycle jackets because they are out on the bike and it is appropriate. Although he's retired his combat boots tonight and he's wearing chucks. Yeah, I saw yeah. that too. Low rise chucks. Um, for my friend Carrie, who's listening, Justin and you have the same bike helmet. His is silver. Nice. The uh, kind of almost like evil Knievel shaped, but like all sparkles. Nice. Yeah. I like that. Carrie kind of has the orange gold one. Very cool. Yeah. Um, so Adrena and Justin have what I almost think is their first normal conversation about yeah. her job. Yeah. She says, "I'm not a receptionist receptionist anymore. I'm in a cubicle. I can't talk today. A cubicle. A cubicle in the back." And she's going to have some involvement with artists and she will be working with Sean Kingston tomorrow. He's performing on Jimmy Kimmel. Um, what you did miss though was in the beginning was their back and forth about whether or not Justin Bobby called her. Oh yeah. And his dreads. Ugh. Uh, so um, I didn't want to go into that crap. Um, so he, she basically is, they're talking about when they talked last and Justin Bobby says he called her and she's like, you called me. And he says, if I tell you I called you, then I called you. Well, you called her on, I'm sure, herself, which has a call log, even if the call doesn't get picked up. Like, there's a log of it. Like, you can't fake that. Either, I mean, it was just dumb and nonsensical. And then, there, yeah, you're right, there's the dread thing where he, and he keeps flopping his head on the bar. Like, he just keeps, like, drop, which is gross, like, sp- spilling his dirty <laughs> hair all over the bar. Um, and I guess he's trying to achieve dreads by just not washing it. And she says, like, why don't you put that stuff in that makes dreads? Which... By the way, there is no such thing, Audrina. Um, I mean, you can get a perm. That's what my brother did when he had his dreads. But there's no just stuffed... To... You can get a dread perm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a salon in New York called the Dread Police, and they do it there. It's expensive, but yeah. If you're a Caucasian, if you're a Caucasoid, and you wow. want dreads. <laughs> wow. Um, I was just really grossed out by the fact that Audrina was actually touching his mop. Yeah. It's pretty disgusting. Yeah, it looked really dirty. Okay. Um, and you forgot to discuss his belch. I didn't know how to describe it. Oh, I laughed out loud. Um, she's trying to talk serious, and he keeps audibly, loudly belching. He does it numerous times, throwing his head on the bar. He's acting like a petulant child. It was kind of weird. What struck me about the burp, actually, was how satisfied he gets physically from it. So he lets out this huge, long, disgusting belch, and then he's almost like a drunk cartoon. He does that, like, yuck. <laughs> Yeah. Like, he's so excited, but I, I asked Frank if he came in his pants. Like, he he kind of pops one now that he's, like, relieved his stomach or something. Yeah, it's I, weird. Maybe he's just a gassy fella. I, clearly, he did it twice. Yeah. Well. Unless MTV recorded him and just <laughs> Over and over again. They probably did. Okay. So then we are back at Declare Yourself. Yes. And Heidi is standing one table away from Lauren, and basically she's as close to Lauren as Frank is to me right now. Well, and it was so stupid and contrived, because they're at this allegedly very busy Hollywood-filled party where Lauren is claimed to have seen, what movie was it? She's like, oh, that's the hot, oh, the, from The Devil Wears Prada. She's like, the hot guy from The Devil Wears Prada is over there. Meanwhile, we don't actually see any of these people. And does that mean Adrian Grenier? It must. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Unless you're me, in which case it would be Stanley Well, Chi-Chi. actually, she says the chick from The Devil Wears Prada, and then she, they clearly cut something out, and she said the really hot guy's over there. Because oh. I think they suddenly talked about another movie or show, but anyway, oh. yeah. Um, so, 
they're at this supposedly busy party, they're at this weird rectangular area of no people. Like there's a there's a couple like there's just the four high of them. tops, and it's just the four of them. And like where were I mean it was so set up. It was awful. Yeah, it was awful. So I guess we have to go through it just a little bit though. We sure do. I'm sorry, I'm, so, I'm sighing a we lot do. today. So um so they see each other like out of the corner of their eyes, and of course Whitney's reporting to Lauren that oh Heidi's over there, and Heidi says to Kimberly, Oh, like Kimberly doesn't know who Lauren is. Like She oh, says, I, I know that girl. I know that girl. You mean so, Lauren Conrad? Yeah. So Heidi then is like, Well, I'm gonna go over and say something. I have to say something, because it's too uncomfortable to say something. So she walks over and it's just like, hey, how are you? And, and Lauren throws daggers from her eyes. Oh, yeah, it was really good. It was great. And then they basically have the same fight they've been having. Well, the one part that made me a little happier, considering that I've been sighing and eye rolling the whole time, as Lauren is giving Heidi this death stare and they just have this like standoff for a minute, Whitney just sticks out of her arm to Kimberly and says, <laughs> Hi, I'm Whitney. Yeah. <laughs> and Kimberly actually takes a while to return it. Yeah. She's, I was like, ooh, are you going to be shady? Yeah, she was. So then Heidi <laughs> says she wants to talk to Lauren. Lauren says, if you want to apologize, I'll talk to you. And then it's just the same old shit. I don't have anything to apologize for. I didn't do anything. I you didn't know do I have anything. nothing to do with it. I, I don't have anything to do with your sex tape. I had nothing to do with that. You think you're dating a good person? You're dating a bad person. Yeah. Okay, Lauren, have a good night. Yeah, just, you, just because you're having your boyfriend do your dirty work for Doesn't you. Doesn't make you a good person. Um, now, I wonder, do we, are we supposed to believe that Heidi and Kimberly then left the party? Or if Heidi kind of just went to the other side of the party? She went to the other VIP corner party? Yeah. yeah. Or where there were actually people? I'm sure they both went off to where there were actually people instead of standing outside on some high top tables by themselves. Well, Lauren clearly went to the smoker's lounge, but we'll get to that later. Yes, we will. Oh my God. Heidi probably just went home to Spencer because like we said, everything begins and ends with Spencer. Ugh, so gross. Yep. Spencer is probably there. Yeah, he probably was. He was probably directing the scene. (laughs) Probably. He was behind the camera. (laughs) So then we're, next day, we're at Lauren, Elsie, and Audrina's apartment. Which we haven't seen. Not in a while, in yeah. A, in a little bit. I like it that um, Audrina has added even more orange accents, which I am a huge fan of. Yeah. They have, like, a cable knit orange um, throw blanket now. Yeah. I'm yeah. totally all over it. Yeah. Um, Audrina's wearing an ugly newsboy cap. Oh, yeah. It's not even a newsboy. I don't even know what to call it. It looks like a newsboy hat combined with a Jiffy Pop popcorn. Yeah. And Paris Hilton had one. Yeah, a lot of the celebs have them. They were yeah. pretty stupid. Yep. So she's eating vegetables out of one of those kind of like party trays with a dip in the middle yeah. that you buy at the grocery store. <laughs> she offers Lauren some vegetables and Lauren has a smoker's voice for days. Yeah. Big time. Get it. I mean, I was just at a wedding. I took way too many drags of certain cigarettes. I'm not proud of myself. I feel like I kind of have a smoker's voice today, even though it's been two days. Lauren has it real bad. It is the worst. I smoked a little bit this weekend, and I had my trainer today. I My lungs hurt so bad I wanted to die. Like, yeah. I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Even my friend, who is still a heavy smoker, gets... She could not speak. Like, she was the maid of honor, and because she partied so hard the night before, we could hardly understand her. Yeah. yeah. It's not good. No, it's good for no one. Lauren had it. But I also want to know who the dying roses were from. There was a vase of dying roses on the table. 
Oh, I didn't see those. I'm curious. They were they were red at one time, but they were really dark now and like kind of flopped over a little bit. They were on their way out because they were gone when Heidi comes over later. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering who's getting roses. I could see Lauren just buying herself roses too. I even buy myself flowers sometimes. That's pathetic. At the grocery store? Just like toss them in your bag? These didn't look like... these. Were, this was a bouquet. It, looked like it was a, a lot of roses. I mean, it wasn't like a dozen. It was like a lot of roses. They were probably... Like someone someone in that house got roses. <laughs> Thank you for calling me pathetic. I don't send... <laughs> I don't send myself flowers, you asshole. <laughs> you think I send a bouquet to my office with I a do. love note yeah. for myself? No, I throw a bouquet in my grocery cart. <laughs> Such an ass. Oh, so then... Lauren rehashes to Audrina what we just saw at the Declare Yourself event and reminds Audrina that she tells Heidi, just because you're with someone who does bad things, but you don't do the bad thing doesn't mean you're good, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, And Audrina just basically says, it's such a bummer. Heidi used to be so fun. Yeah. True story. Totally true. Yeah. Preach. And Lauren just is kind of, she says like, okay. (laughs) She won't, she won't give that one up. So then Audrina's got to go meet Sean Kingston. Lauren's got to go to work. Whatever. So then we get to Jimmy Veggie Kimmel. Veggie platter down. Ugh. We get to Jimmy Kimmel. And um, Sean Kingston walks up a flight of stairs. And I'm never eating again. <laughs> Did you see, like, that fat ass. Like, he... And I'm sorry. I normally wouldn't be mean. But he said a lot of anti-homophobic things one time. He hates the gays. He's a terrible person. Oh. Yeah, he's a jerk. Okay. So, like, I feel justified in making fun of his weight. He's a big fella. Big fella. But he's also, <laughs> what, 17 years old yeah. in this? And he goes up those stairs like an 800-year-old man. Yeah. Like, his joints don't work. Like, no. I was like, I'm never fucking getting again. Like, this is terrifying. Yeah. And he's a teenager. Yeah. And Audrina's wearing a tunic with leggings underneath. Yeah. It's almost like a pregnancy outfit, but she's clearly not pregnant. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So then we have to listen to him rehearse his song and sound check and... Stupid, stupid, stupid. Classic overplayed song. Yeah. Even 10 years later, I'm still annoyed of it. Um, and Audrina has this moment with Kiara and sort of says, you know, well, I'm supposed to meet up with Justin after, but it's going to be late, huh? Yeah, you're on the late night television program, Audrina. It's going to be late. No, they film it at 5 o'clock. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be done by like 6.37. Oh, then why doesn't she meet up with Justin Bobby after? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, they film it early. They film all their shows early. I thought it was Jimmy Kimmel live. I don't think so. Is it live? I don't know. Should I look it up real quick? You could, but okay. I thought... I mean, I know that, like, the Tonight Show and all that stuff, they film it at, like, 5 o'clock. I don't know. Well, plus, even if it is Jimmy Kimmel live, what time is it on here? I don't know. 11.30? Let's see. That's 8.30 in California. Okay, it definitely is Jimmy Kimmel live. In your face. No, no, I know that's what it's called, but <laughs> no, I think I, that just I hear what you're saying. It definitely live. films three hours earlier there. But, I don't know. Oh. So it's on here at 11.35, but that's still 8.35. And yeah, there. I don't know. But I still thought it was, like, filmed live and actually wasn't broadcast live. I don't know. That could be a loose... I have no idea. Anyway, the point being, Audrina says... Well, either way, dumb. Like, she could, she definitely <laughs> well, could see Justin Bobby. I'm a little dumb today. Audrina's a little dumb every day. So be it. She says she's supposed to meet up with Justin, and I guess she could invite him to stop by, and Kiara says no. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. 
Um, so then we are at Teen Vogue in the closet with Whitney and Lauren. And they rehash declare herself again. Yeah. And... And then we hear... I chat. <laughs> and after Lauren says she didn't really want to talk to Heidi because she has nothing to say, Lauren says, you've got to be kidding me. She's on my freaking I am. That's exactly how she sounded. <laughs> and so you hear Lauren actually typing and sighing and she sounds like she's chatting with someone who's annoying her. But when they shoot it over her shoulder, the iChat window looked a little fake to me. It's As someone who doesn't even have iChat, it looked super fake to me because yeah. there was no name. <laughs> like yeah. It was just a box with words in it. You didn't say who it was from or anything. I don't know that MTV would have spent Why would the they money have blurred to... out Heidi Montag? Like, we all know her name. I don't know. Or I don't think they would have spent the money to animate a fake conversation, though. So, I don't know. Oh. I have no idea. Um, so <laughs> you see Lauren typing and exhaling a lot and she's ignoring Whitney and <laughs> Whitney girl after my own heart yet again, Lauren, what's happening? Fill me in. What's the story? Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Every time Lauren hits enter, Whitney wants to know what's happening. And this is where I noticed that Lauren's mustache looks a little bad in this episode again. And she says that Heidi wants to meet up after work. And Whitney says, you should just get it over with. Okay. Haven't we gotten it over with 20 times? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I mean, they've talked to a billion times. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> so then we're back with Sean Kingston. I don't have any notes about this. I just put Jamaican Fat Albert. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what he looks like. He, he is, is Jamaican Fat Albert. He is wearing a sweater fest and yeah. a really large plaid shirt yeah. underneath. He's yeah. terrible. Yeah. And there are like these weird pleasantries about the way he prefers to say things. Audrina says, don't say rock the house. And he says, no, we burn it down. It's like, ha ha. I don't know. It's stupid. <sighs> and then we're at Shea Ambiance. We are at Shea Ambiance. Yeah. Because Spencer, the computer police, is looking at Heidi's iChat record, apparently. Well, now here's, I have a question about this because I've heard, I have clients say this has happened to them with their kids. On Apple products, doesn't your, don't your chats go to like, isn't it on the iPad and the computer? Like, doesn't it, if you're on the same account, you have you to can, try to disconnect things. But if you don't, like, isn't it everywhere? Because yeah. yeah. like one of my client's kids found out there's no Santa Claus because she had been, te her kid was in the back seat on the iPad and she was in the front seat texting with her friend about it. Yeah. And it was showing up on the iPad and her, yeah. friend, her kid was like, there's no Santa. Cause it's all tied to your Apple ID and stuff like that. So it took me a minute to realize when I got a new iPad that all of my text messages were also going to my iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, see, so I have Android. They don't do that. Yeah. Well, Whatever. Thank God. Well, so, I mean, it's conceivable that he was, because he does nothing but sit on the computer all day. But he was also sitting at home waiting for it like a creep. And if you find your significant other's chat, I see where you'd be tempted to read it, but you really shouldn't. And oh, should. I would 4,000% read it. I probably wouldn't. If it was just like you were on your computer doing something and all of a sudden this chat is scrolling on the side, like, yeah, you would. Anybody would. Would it actively scroll on the side, though? I don't know, because I don't have an Apple product. Yeah. I don't know how it works. I mean, maybe, but 
I don't know. I mean, my friend's kid wasn't trying to read her parents' text messages. They were just, like, showing up on the iPad. I feel like there are so many people I'd be tempted to just sit there and read it. With my husband in particular, I think I would try and be respectful as possible and minimize it or something so I wouldn't read it. I'd read it. <laughs> I just told you with every other person I yeah. would, but with my husband, I feel like... I mean, not because I think it would be anything <laughs> shady, but I would just feel like, oh, I'm bored. Like, what you know what it about? is? I feel like my husband wouldn't do that to me. I feel like he'd be respectful, and I feel like I'm supposed to be too. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> He's nicer than me, so I feel like I need Probably to keep up. Probably you're married and I'm single, but yeah. Because <laughs> um, I would read it. Because I'd try to be nice like one time out of ten. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so Spencer just starts giving Heidi all this shit about it, which... It's really immature. She was basically tell Lauren she wants to talk and she wants the ugliness to stop. But I don't feel like she was offering some grand apology. Heidi said to Spencer, I tried to apologize, but we just need to talk. We are friends for too long and life is too short. Well, now this is where I have a problem. They Lay it on were me. not friends for too long. They were friends for what, two years? And they haven't been friends for a year now. So like, fucking it's a wash. It's not like you've yeah. known each other since kindergarten. Also, raise your hand if at that age you had friends for a couple years and now they're vanished. Yeah. I had a whole set of friends that I have no idea what, they ha- what happened to them. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Because they were on TV together. I yeah, know. I got it. Well, and, and Heidi has no one else, but... No. But yeah, the friends for too long thing annoyed me because I was like, you have not been friends for too long and you've almost been not friends for as long as you were friends at this point. So who gives a shit? No one. Exactly. That's why... Except for Spencer. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Except for Snoopy McSnoop over there. That's why I think when this episode aired, it was a big deal because of the final scene. But re-watching it, I I didn't feel nearly as much oomph. No. Yeah. Yeah. So then we briefly go to Epic Records to talk about Jamaican Fat Albert yet again because he sent Audrina flowers and said it was a pleasure to work with her or whatever. Yellow tulips. Yeah, which probably means that Audrina just flirted with him. I was going to say, like, Audrina, this was not him being professional. He wants to bang you. Yeah, he's 17. She said he's 17 and sending flowers already. First of all, that's not rocket science. Second of all, he's a male and he liked you. Third of all, he's probably made a lot of money off that goofy song already. And fourth of all, I'm sure his PR person did it. Yeah. And how does a 17-year-old get hand tattoos? He had tattoos all over his hands. Well, he's from Jamaica. Maybe. They have different tattoo laws there? Maybe. Maybe. Do they, do they have tattoo laws there? I don't know. Okay. So then Audrina again says to Kiara, she said, things are so different now. I'm in a cubicle next to you and I've already worked with a huge artist. I'm happy for her. She's very proud of herself. She's yeah. moving on up. I actually wrote that um, Kiara for the win. I feel like Kiara was my MVP for this episode. Uh, yeah. She's a very uplifting friend yeah. in this episode. She's supportive. She's like down to earth. I think she and Audrina are actually friends. Like, and she said no more reception for Audrina. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's cute. I'm, I'm, she's, I'm calling her for the MVP for this episode. Okay. I don't disagree with you. So then we got to do it. Okay. We're <laughs> back at the villas. Uh, Heidi is pulling up in her Audi. Um, with a bunch of yellow roses. Yeah, which yellow is the friendship color for roses. I know that mm-hmm. from reading The Secret Language of Flowers, which is an amazing book, by the way. If you haven't read it, go out and read it. Um, Lauren is reading. Yeah, but we don't know what she's reading. Maybe she was reading The Secret Language of Flowers. And she looked like she's dressed to go out. Yeah. Baby doll dress, hair done. Because it was half up, but curled on the bottom. Full makeup. Yeah. 
That could be her lounging at home outfit these days too, but it looked like she was going to go out. I'm sure. It was really dark out. And they, um, Heidi shows up at the door, gives her the flowers, Lauren throws them on the couch, warns her because they have probably have thorns to be careful. Compliments the apartment and how clean it is. And I was going to say, that was my yes. one takeaway. I was yes. like, so Lauren is the one who's the pig. I'm not surprised at all. Because she says, yeah, Adrina makes me clean. Yeah. So it's not Heidi, it's Lauren yeah. who's a messy pig. Heidi says, did you hire a maid, Lauren? And she says, no, Audrina makes me clean. Yeah. You want to know why? Because Lauren grew up with maids her whole life and she doesn't know how to clean for herself. Yep. Yeah. 100%. So Heidi dives in and tries to apologize and says that she's tired of the he said, she said, and the stupid rumors, which you can tell instantly pisses Lauren off. Yeah. They're not stupid rumors when they've ruined someone's reputation or almost ruined someone's reputation. And to Lauren, that's what happened. So they just dive back into the same shit. And, you know, Lauren immediately gets defensive and says, you know, you can say you didn't do it, but you know that Spencer did. And Heidi says, well, then I'm sorry on Spencer's behalf. And she says, you must really love him if this is what you're going to do. You know, you are going to marry the person who did all these horrible things to me. And I think that you just want to believe he's good. And which I think for Lauren, actually, I mean, it could have gone a very different way. And I think Lauren is being very forgiving and insightful by saying that because she's not even saying like you are horrible. She's like, I think that you love him so much. You want to believe he's good and you're trying to convince yourself that he's good, Um, which I thought was actually nice on Lauren's part. Um, the only thing that kept spiraling through my brain the whole time, just because I am so bored with this dumb fight, is that this is exactly Vicky and Brooks from the Housewives of Orange County. Oh, she wants to believe. I mean, Heidi is the Vicky. Yeah, totally. Heidi is the Vicky. A hundred percent. I mean, I'm almost wondering if the Housewives people like got a little bit of their inspiration for that whole storyline from this. Because it's the same. It's like. This girl who is defending her man to the death, even though she knows he's a piece of crap, and has turned it's turned all her friends against her. Yep. Yeah. And Heidi even says, I wish I could take it back, which I found interesting. I found that to be pinpointing herself. Yeah. What she meant was the whole past year, but that's not how it came out. No. Yeah. And then she says, Spencer doesn't hate you, Lauren. Which I, what the what? Crock of shit. He, he hates her. He openly says he hates her. And Lauren has a TV, Heidi. She's going to see all these episodes where Spencer's like, your enemy of my enemy is my enemy. I mean, he hates her. He hates her. Yeah. Hates her. He gave up his real best friend because <laughs> he was hanging out with Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. And this is where Lauren again says, like, you really must love him. Mm-hmm. And then the famous line. Oh, yes. One of the more I'm jumping lines. to it. I'm sick of this show. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, so Lauren says, I just want to forgive and forget. And so now that's, you, you get your hopes up if you're Heidi. Yeah. And then she just chops it right down by yep. saying, I want to forgive you and I want to forget you. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. Such a good line. Such a good line. I wonder who wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> it's still one for the record books. I yeah. Mean. May we all have the opportunity to drop that on someone in life, I suppose. Well, I am That's going kind out. of a sad thing to wish on all of us, but it's still a good line. I am going out with my ex on um, <gasps> Friday. If it doesn't go well. If it doesn't go well, I'm going to use this. Yeah. I'm totally going to use Just walk that. away from the check and say that. Well, I'm not paying. There you go. Perfect. He asked me. He's paying. He's got a lot for me to forgive and forget. There you go. 
And then Heidi just kind of stands up and says, okay, have a great life, Lauren. Well, I thought that she, I was actually kind of impressed with how well Heidi handled it. She was just She like, didn't fall apart. She didn't. Like, I expected her to freak out and she kind of was just like, well, okay. And, and it wasn't even a nasty have a nice life. It was like, well, have a nice life. Like, I mean, I think that she was trying to be grown up and adult about it. Yeah, I, w- I would second that. However, that makes me think that there was no emotion behind the endeavor whatsoever. I wonder if MTV and the show prompted them to come together and sort of have this conversation. Because when we go back to that birthday party and when they had the fight and Heidi's, you know, breakfasts with Jen Bunny, Heidi wasn't what I would say content to be without Lauren, but she was stubbornly content and sort of saying, I don't need to be friends with Lauren again. And now all of a sudden she's sorry. Well, I think she has no more Jen Bunny. And I think the producers are probably like, you need to start interacting with Lauren a little because we can't have two shows running concurrently that have nothing to do with each other. Right. Which is what's happening. Yeah. And you're not getting a spinoff. Sorry. Yeah. And I think part of my enthusiasm for the show has really died watching it this time around with you because of that. It feels like two separate shows. Yeah. It was so much better when they were friends. Yeah. It really was. It really was. It, I can't believe they kept it going and didn't just replace Heidi with someone else. Plus, I think too, like I definitely was a dumb dumb when it was airing the first time and fully engaged in suspension of disbelief and fully thought this was all true. So there was this like, are they going to talk again? Like, what's going on? Oh my God. But now that we know that it was all contrived and fake, that aspect of it is gone. Right. Yeah. I'm still amazed that when Heidi and Spencer caused all this drama and really pissed off the star and the reason they created the show, they didn't ax them and put on low or other Laguna beach people or something. Oh, I'm not. Cause it made for great TV at first. I wouldn't call this great TV anymore. They must have just still been getting ratings, though. No, they were, because I was watching it every week. Like, I know, I was... the TV and so excited. So, like, I think because, again, we're I looking at too. it... We're looking at it with, the, with what we know now. We're too grown up now. Yeah, I, I mean, season three was... I mean, this was the height of the hills. Everyone was watching it. It was when it's it was true. most popular. It's true. It didn't, it didn't dive off until Elsie left. Ugh. I shudder at the thought. I know. Um, so that was the whole episode. <laughs> I mean, Heidi leaves and that's, that's all she wrote. Yeah. Um, and then we have some scenes for next week. There's some like spidey wedding stuff. They imply that they might go to Vegas and get a lope, but we all know it's not true. And then Whitney goes on a date. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, so we will catch up with you guys next week. Have a good one. <sighs> and that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>